0: And residents of Angel Grove, welcome to the Sentai Truther Club. I am your host, Grav, and with me is my lovely comrade, Kennedy. Hey, hey, hey. And today, we've got one of the (laughs) inspirations of Sentai Truther Club. We've got Ty From those good old-fashioned values podcasts. Welcome, Ty. Hey,
1: what's up? What's up? (laughs) Sorry. Very, very auspicious opening. (laughs) How's
0: it going? We're doing pretty well. I've got to ask, what's it like being on, like, your side of the American television podcasting?
1: It sucks. (laughs) I love, I mean, I like what we're doing, but I, I truly... Truly did not expect how much of a toll watching a season of television every week and, like, uh, actually engaging with it is. Uh, Especially this one. This this isn't about me, though. This is about (laughs) those good boys and girls in the the alien costumes.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, around the same time that my son put on Power Rangers, he was visiting me for the summer. He put on Power Rangers Dino Charge, and I talk about this a lot, about how... That was the season to help me uh, get started with Sensei Truther Club. The podcast that I would listen to around that time was those good old-fashioned values. And it gave me the idea of, oh my God, nobody is doing a Power Rangers podcast from like our side of like Twitter and politics and all that other stuff. So why not approach it that way? Well,
1: I'm sure... (laughs) I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure there's a half dozen, uh, not not from our side, but I, I truly do not think you can find a, a media sphere that someone is not doing a podcast about.
0: Right, 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 right. I knew for a fact that if Kennedy and I had to watch all 60 episodes of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers season one, we would not last. Yeah. So we we definitely right. did a different approach for us. You know, we we have the filler guide that we use that we've assembled and have worked on on ourselves as well. And uh, we also kind of like spread out our episodes, right? So we always do the intro and we do the like best and worst episodes of the season. And then we do the season in review. And then like the movie will be a separate episode (laughs) and like all this other stuff. But you guys, man, you guys, a season, (laughs) a episode. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh tr- truly i mean i do think that that's kind of what sets it apart but it, we none of us going in like knew what an. Und- if you're listening to this and you had a plan to i mean whatever if you're listening to this and you've heard our show like you know godspeed but uh if you are planning on ever doing something like that it's not as fun as it seems um yeah, it truly <laughs> does we, sh- we should have done episode by episode if if we were smart that's what we would have done then it would have taken it you
0: know three down years to catch up. yeah well i mean now that you guys are kind of caught up to the the current series or at least you're getting there like at this point you could just do it you could just switch up and just go hey guys we're gonna do it episode by episode now oh, <laughs> reduce my brain rot to only 30 minutes a week
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: for sure if i i i know i want to be doing this podcast till i'm 32 <laughs> yeah no there's i think we're gonna have to stick with this season by season just because there's no way i see it going for like longer than a year no it's, 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 it's so i don't want to watch family guy like <laughs> Any more than I have to, <laughs> um, any longer, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I keep, we can't this back to to my dumbass show. We should talk about no, uh, fun. The episode this of Rangers. Fun. No, watched. I
0: gotta say, I just gotta say, like I've gotta be appreciative because we learned from your mistakes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we did it. I don't know why we did it like that. Every other one of these podcasts does it episode by episode. It was truly one of the dumber decisions we've ever made. Um,
0: yeah, I think, I think the bigger difference here too is that like a Family Guy season is like 24 episodes, right? Uh, yeah. If Kennedy and I were to do something similar, that would have been the same way. But uh, right. th- the thing is, is that if we included all of the filler and all that jazz, it's 60 no. episodes. And oh, I, also, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> I also recognize... That uh, there are other podcasts. If you want that sort of content, there are other podcasts <laughs> out there that do it episode by episode. Oh. And I shit you not, they're like up to turbo, and that's season five. So yeah, yeah that's, like it's not peaceful. I mean, for truly, us. if
1: you're making a podcast now, you are like you're coming in at the tail end. Like you gotta <laughs> find your way to separate yourself
0: for sure. Um, um, but what is? Your experience with the Power Rangers.
1: I mean, really, I was never really a Power Rangers kid. Like, I, I knew they existed. I knew that, like, there was, you know, I, I knew I've heard, you know, I heard people being like, wow, the Red Ranger so cool. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, that seems like something I could maybe be into. But no, I just never got it. I was more of a fantasy kid, for sure. Uh, like, mm-hmm. I was, you know, I was reading The Hobbit and uh, playing Dragon Quest and stuff. I, I never really got into, like... Like really, any of the Power Rangers stuff, but or anything like I, I don't know. Never, never really watched it up until this. Um.
0: So I had a plan of playing all the Dragon Quests at one point. I was like, I want to play them all and beat them all, and I managed to play and beat Dragon Quest One. And I actually, (laughs) I actually downloaded the app uh, on my my Android phone a long time ago. Beat it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and beat it there. And uh, actually, the Android port is pretty good because it has like upgraded graphics and and I think it kind of makes like it takes like the the improvements of like the SNES and the uh, Game Boy Color version. I think it is where you get the EXP better. But uh, I played it through again a second time instead of playing Dragon Quest Two. Honestly, (laughs) replaying it. I love it. It's a great game for its time.
1: It's, I I actually never played the uh the like the early early ones, like the ones on the you know, Game Boy and stuff, but no, it's a fantastic franchise. I like it sounds so nerdy to say, but truly, like most of the games are like super fun to play. My um,
0: one critique of Dragon Quest One, the only critique I have of it, because it really is like the trendsetter, right, of what RPGs would become. Right. Is that The battle music sucks ass. (laughs) (laughs) The battle music is fucking uh, garbage, dude. It's like a piano roll. Dude, and I'm like, bro, if I have to hear every five seconds because I wanted to grind this one monster for max amount of money, fucking kill me, dude yeah but uh
1: that that isn't especially hard console to do uh to do like good soundtracks on but yeah i mean if you're if you're building the stuff from scratch you're probably gonna fuck it up
2: i was the strange uh, for sure i was the strange kid who played dragon quest monsters never dragon dragon
1: quest monsters joker yeah i love
2: that played first the original like i think it was game boy color one was the first one that was a, a monsters game Probably you're probably Maybe. right. Um, it's hard to it's hard to remember. <laughs> no, I, th- I think you're right
1: that there was a Game Boy one, and then they came out with the DS ones. And, yeah, yeah, there was definitely I one, was... For
2: one of the earlier Game Boys before the DS, and it was it was a very compelling game. It was hard too. It was hard as hell. I put so many hours into it. <laughs> yeah, tough. Um
1: they're they're like the best role playing games I think out there. Like, but yeah, so that was like my shit when I was a kid. Like I was, in all, like the you know the Tolkien, you know, wizards and wand stuff. Uh, and I just never really found time for Power Rangers uh, mm. growing up. So I was more of like a uh, like traditional superheroes. And so I think maybe part of it was like the Power Rangers were like technically superheroes, but like with all the Sentai stuff, they were like so different from like what I imagined a superhero to be that I'm like, I, you know, I'm, I'm bouncing off this. Uh, ah. you know, even if I like tried to like, I don't think I ever tried to get into it, but I think like that might've been like part of the subconscious, whatever, um, was that like, they're just like, not like my superheroes. <laughs> um,
0: gotcha. But yeah. Hashtag so, not my superheroes.
1: Well, <laughs> hashtag not my superheroes. Uh, but
0: yeah, long story <laughs> short, this
1: is, I never really got into, I maybe watched like one or two episodes before, before you guys invited me on here.
0: Okay. Okay. Similar childhood. Uh, my my dad kind of encouraged the whole like superhero thing. Like I was a really big right. Superman fan with Superman the Animated Series. Uh, so much so that my father got <laughs> me as a present for uh, doing really good at school. He got me Superman sixty four boxed copy. Oh wow! Uh, it had just recently released, and uh, I go I run upstairs and I put that cartridge in, and uh, my my brain couldn't fathom how bad of a game that was. Uh, but uh I tried. I tried really hard. I even got my stepfather a couple of years later to try and play the multiplayer mode uh in that game, which you think, oh, oh cool, no. Superman versus evil Superman, right? Or something like that. No, it turns into like some like it's, six degrees of freedom shooter. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like some <laughs> weird bullshit. <laughs> but uh but yeah, no, uh they were def- I don't know. I think I was just into it all, man. I love Hercules too, Hercules from Disney was like a real big influence on me too.
1: Yeah, I love that one. Uh that was we were a we were a Emperor's New Groove family uh, in terms of the Disney stuff. That was like our big one. Um That
2: was one of but my no, yeah, that, for sure. movies of childhood as well. Really?
1: It's fucking funny. It, I mean, it still holds up. It's very funny. I think um, funny I
0: movie. I think I watched uh Road yeah. to El Dorado uh more times than I watched The Emperor's New Groove
2: that movie is good queer representation it
0: is it i haven't seen I, I have not seen it since i was a kid
2: uh the the road to el dorado those characters were supposed to be written as like just a straight up gay couple originally and then they like uh-huh. honed it yeah. way down but and if you've ever watched that it, movie yeah. you're like huh that's awesome. No, it's good fun fact. It it, it it sucks that they, you know, obviously decided they had to make it more PC and tone, take out the actual gayness at that time and whatever. Right. Uh, right. But I I definitely remember watching that movie growing up and having certain kinds of feelings about it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, <it's, laughs> no it, I mean. Yeah, I'm short of going into like every uh, every movie I liked uh, as a, as a kid. Like, yeah, no, it's I don't know what it is I, why I wasn't big on Power Rangers um, among you know the Whitney of every everything. Which frankly, you know, you could do a whole podcast of just like talking about stuff that you watched as a kid. <laughs> but no,
2: no I mean, nah. Frankly, uh, this, this show devolves into just talking about our childhoods a lot. So this oh, is pretty normal. Okay. So um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, you don't have to defend yourself. Listen, you've watched Power Rangers, the beginning of Power Rangers in space now. And we want to know what you think about it now. Yeah. Uh, well, but we'll let's, um, let's get into it. Let's... You don't have to explain it all at once. We'll, let's get into it. Power Rangers Turbo left off with the chase into space. The command center was destroyed. Pog. Uh, Zordon under attack on his own world poggy um oh shit uh and divita
1: under attack it's super bad because like he doesn't he can't even like defend himself because he like doesn't have hands um so he's basically like at the the whim of like anyone who tries to do anything to him uh it's really a bad design yeah
0: Yeah. this is why he needs the rangers to protect him (laughs) (laughs) rangers
1: Um, you are you like have hands, so you're basically <laughs> already above. <him>. <laughs> <laughs> you're like rangers. You does that? Is that what he sounds like? I know he has like a like a deep voice. Yeah, I mean, it's, just add some has more a robot voice effect. effects
2: on, so you can't you can't just emulate it naturally. Oh, okay. as seen in kind of like Kanye, Kanye West.
0: As seen in Kanye West's smash uh, hit uh, "Runaway."
1: Yeah, sword <laughs> on Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that rules. Um. So. <laughs> Uh, the Rangers were basically kind of bested by Diva Talks. Uh, oh, no. she, she chased them into space, and like I say, at the same time, they didn't know exactly where to turn because there was this simultaneous plot that Zordon, who had left to go home at the beginning of Turbo, and they the Rangers have gotten a different mentor and all, all that, is, is under attack on his own planet, and so the Rangers have fled Earth at the beginning of where we are now and they don't know exactly where to go or what to do. They kind of want to help yeah. Zordon, but they but they don't know what to do. And that's like such a right. such a powerful intro for In Space to like do something with. And like as as much as Turbo fucked up, they ended on a really solid note to give this season somewhere to go. And I gosh, does it go some places.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right? Like dude, like I I was pogged up. Like, my my expectations of this season are so fucking high. And the reason why is because everybody's just, like, in space, dude. In space. The best season. This is, like, one of the top three seasons of the entire show is in space, right? So, like... Amazing. Yeah. And I also remember, like, I, I have this deep-seated nostalgia that I quite... Can't put like a finger on it, right? Like I don't have, I don't remember, I don't remember. But when I watch it, I'm like, I remember watching this, and I remember liking this a lot. And I also remember that I believe this Blue Ranger that shows up in in space is the Blue Ranger that I was when I was in kindergarten. I remember really liking this show so much. You were so
1: th- you were a member of the Power Rangers.
0: Yeah. Like I was a I was a power reader. Like no
1: Zordon, like his number. Uh didn't <laughs> need to like ask him. To
0: do that.
2: Uh, yeah, actually uh Alpha Five I mean, like, owes he, me he money. Have,
1: like, this email. Like, if didn't get me in contact with him. Yeah, for sure. What do you want to <laughs> ask him? It's mostly about like not having it's mostly about like not having hands. Uh you want to ask me a question hands. How do you wash your head? How do you eat? Yeah, how do you <laughs> So, so is Zordon like an actual guy or is he like the head all the time?
2: Like is he just That's... like projecting his head? The Power Rangers? That's a great question. The non-canonical <laughs> Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie established that Zordon was in fact like a sort of sea urchin with a human head is the way I ended up describing oh. it. Um like <laughs>
0: That's not canon. It's not canon.
2: A dude in like a big weird sweater when he had no arms or legs sticking out of that sweater. It's very hard to explain. But it's not, this is not canon. However, canonically, at this point at least, we have no real idea what Zordon is. So sometimes I wonder about sea urchin zordon but i don't think that that's real (laughs) nope it's not it's not yeah
1: so most of my questions would revolve around like how he does stuff like like anything without having like is he psychic or like what's what's up with zordon uh, well he's we do know this
2: he's he's some he's described as i believe the exact terminology they use is like a trans-dimensional being like he is not simply of our dimension so He is almost, in a way, unto, like, a deity, except that he doesn't really present himself that way and that obviously his power is not absolute. Right, obviously. Um, It's not,
1: like, omnipotent. So, like, he could, like, just teleport to a dimension where, like, everything is, like, hamburgers, and that's how he eats.
0: Yeah.
2: Possibly. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm.
2: His body might be in some other dimension where he's just, like, laying in, like, a tub of warm oil, just vibing, and someone's feeding him grapes
1: okay do the yeah, power rangers ever I... have to like give him a sponge bath is that like ever a plot point or
0: <laughs> no let's not uh, let's not speak this into existence please, <laughs> please. it's
1: not like the power like he, he doesn't have genitals he's like just a head like he's i don't see what's head. wrong with giving them a sponge bath it would just be like washing your friend's face
0: it's not a it's not okay to have sexual pathology for our for our politicians thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right, I'm sorry. Um, so, uh, um, so, 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 is in trouble, and there's yeah, a Blue Ranger as well. What I so, remember. so coming
2: coming off of Chase into Space, we have from out of nowhere the two part introduction to Power Rangers in Space, and it begins with all the bad guys from the series are partying. yeah yeah. every every villain that has ever existed so far is pretty much there if you're not there like you've clearly been snubbed you're no one they're living it up malagor is back except actually uh his name is dark specter
0: diva talks makes a joke about this uh, yeah she's like oh you remind me of my fiance. yeah yeah, so it, it, Ma- Malagor is in the movie, the Turbo movie, and that's canon. But they decided to recycle okay. the 3D asset again and, and then, re- then, use no. it for this villain.
2: Yeah, they're sort of they're sort of implying that it's two different characters.
0: Yes, it's two different characters. But it also
2: seems like it's the same right. character.
0: <laughs> they're of the same species. That's all.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well.
1: Not to not not to like spoil anything. My my takeaway from this series was that. Besides, like the different appearances, most of the like guys were kind of the same guy in terms of like the villains. Like, is that incorrect? To say, like most of them are Not- just kind of basically the same thing.
2: There were, there were, a, there's a lot of like similar archetypes to a lot of the characters that yeah. are on display there. I would agree with that for sure.
0: Yeah, like uh essentially, Diva talks is a sassy Rita. Like, I've, I've. I've mm-hmm. yeah. I've re- I've said that before on the show. Um, so yeah, they're they're kind of playing up the fact that they're similar archetypes. But I I don't know. I think it's pretty cool to see them all interact. It's definitely very yeah. fan servicey. Uh, so if you're a big fan of this, you're like, holy shit! All of the big villains are together in one room. What's yeah. gonna happen? League of Villains? What what? Power Rangers League of Villains? And and it kind of feels that way because when Dark Specter shows up, he's like, yo,
2: I'm in charge around here, and everyone nods. And he's like, uh, I I'm captured the Jordan. One,
1: like clearly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it seemed like he I'm was taller. the leader if, if of this can operation. If you find someone taller than me, I'll be yeah. Yeah, if find someone who is um, bigger than me. Then like maybe they can be in charge. But as of right now, like it's my gig. Yeah,
2: like it's it's starting to feel a little bit like the villains and Power Rangers operate in kind of like an informal crime family structure where you're under the sort of right. You're you're sort of allowed to operate under the purview of a larger villain you know and do your thing somewhere and you're basically autonomous doing your thing for the most part but at the same time you're really not like if this dude ever yeah. like you know picks up the phone you gotta answer
0: so
1: got, that's, this that, morning, that... got myself a space axe <laughs> like, yeah it's like yeah, fully, fully soprano's logic
2: <laughs> so dark specter is like hey captured zordon um, I'm I'm gonna kind of oversee how things go from here in terms of like we're kind of we're we're winning over this part of the galaxy. Like evil is winning in this part of the galaxy currently, and I'm here to now oversee that. Is uh, kind of the vibe he gives off, and and with that in mind, he points to a new villain that we meet for the first time, Astronema, and yeah, she says,
1: seems kind of like like the third Rita Repulsa, is that like
2: that's kind of her thing. It's it's hair metal, Rita. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not opposed. I kind of like is, this villain. Is Kennedy... Oh, is,
0: not... is, is is this your Ramona? Uh, this <laughs> is
2: like the... I, I'm not saying that I'm as horny as you were for Divatox last season, because that was a lot. What? But I will say that I feel more like how you felt about Divatox last season. It's Version more one. Like, well... How I feel about a strong. Ka- Carol,
0: okay. <laughs> Carol, Carol Hoyt, Diva Talks. Dude, come on. She's got it going on, man.
1: <laughs> oh, very funny. Oh, I know. I don't know if i'm a huge fan of any of them from the little i've seen but they're all very pretty
2: that (laughs) that that hair metal glam stuff that's obviously my thing i mean like you know our audience can't see this but you two look at me right now um so anyway uh (laughs) yeah i can do it
1: Um,
2: and if you do if for those of you who are listening to this and are like dang kennedy thanks for doing a visual gag on the air go follow me on twitter And you'll understand instantly. All right. So Astronema is this new villain. And she's kind of hanging out, acting tough with all the other villains. We haven't seen her before. And Dark Spectre points to her and says, Hey, I want you to be the one to handle some shit for me right now, basically. At the same time, there's been this one particular robed figure hanging out at the villain's ball.
0: Very well disguised. Very,
1: very... uh yeah, very uh, inconspicuously uh, shows off the fact that, like, under that robe, he's wearing nothing but a Power Rangers uniform. Um,
0: I, I didn't notice, actually. Like,
1: like then it, There's, like, a couple shots uh, before he reveals himself where, like, you can see his foot and it's like, oh, that's obviously, like, a Power Ranger foot.
2: Yeah, I noticed that, too. There, you could definitely see yeah. a Power Ranger foot a couple of times. I think you could see his glove yeah. once, time. I mean,
1: it literally, it looks, like, it looks like a kid who's, like, wearing Power, or Power Ranger pajamas and is, like, wrapped up in a blanket. Like,
2: <laughs> it, it looks almost exactly like a child dressed up like a Power Ranger. It's not the greatest disguise. Uh, and then he blows this disguise even further by... Uh, refusing to take part in the evil toast uh which just seems like an obvious if you're trying not to blow your cover thing that you would do but maybe yeah. it was a power move honestly like i think maybe he just wanted to reveal that he was there at that point
1: yeah
2: he's been there for long enough he knows what's going on maybe he already figured he knew everything that he wanted to find out or you know like got whatever information you know and I don't
1: know. yeah Okay. So yeah, so he he pulls off his he pulls off his hood and oh my god, it's a Power Ranger. Um but like a <laughs> new one, I'm I'm supposing. Mm-hmm. Yes. He has like the stuff on his chest that does not look like the other
2: Power Ranger stuff.
0: Correct. This is a brand new the model. Colors. Brand new model. New design. Yeah. Kennedy, what uh, did you think?
2: Yeah, let's grab, we'll do our quick aside here. This is one of the best suits so far for sure. I think these helmets beat the Zeo helmets, but the Zio suits themselves are still my favorite. So it's like a really close call. But this is definitely in the running for the best suit we've seen so far. I love this fucking suit.
0: I'd probably put this as the best suit. Uh, I Out of the Zordon era, I think this is the best suit. I Like, the previous one sucked, obviously. The headlights on the helmet just <laughs> stop. But like... I think the thing is, is that this is a suit that if you recolor it to the different colors, it looks good no matter what. Whereas the ZO suits have the shapes on the heads that look awful. That was the Most like the them. big letdown. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I I don't know. I thought I thought I mean, and I've only ever seen like other Power Ranger stuff in passing, but like it looked kind of like a Halloween costume to me, like. More than the like the other ones kind of looked like armor, if like in my memory. And then I saw this, and I'm like, oh, this just looks like mostly like spandex with like some stuff glued on or whatever.
2: Gotcha. Stuff glued on has definitely been the mode so far (laughs) (laughs) of these costumes.
0: Yeah. (laughs) 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 Like the the promo shots of these suits look way cool, but once you get to like, oh, okay, this is where the suits are actually showed, and you know they're (laughs) actually fighting. You start. You start of instead of like, oh, that's metal. You go, oh, that's plastic or that's foam. Yeah.
2: They get they get more
1: oh, that is, like, over time. I, I could buy that at Party City.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: They get more like armory and chunky in way later seasons, but we're not there yet, for um, sure.
0: Yeah. Yo, Space Red though, when he like introduces himself with his fucking like mini lance sword thing and his like hover, what is it? Like cool. fucking Silver yeah. Surfer ass board that he gets on and fucking serves on dude that shit is cool we've never seen shit like this man never in in the other seasons it was never this cool uh because you gotta think in turbo that's when we saw like a cool personal vehicle that can fly right because the mighty Morphin Mm -hmm. ones had like oh, what if Ghostbusters card could fly, right? <laughs> and then in Turbo, you got the you got the Mitsubishi Eclipse Spider that was, like, customized to, like, drive through the air, right? Uh, so that was cool. Or fly through the air. So that was cool. But now you just straight up got, like, a fucking silver surfer board with jets on it. And you're yeah. fucking zooming That's around cool. space. That shit is awesome. I, I don't know where he has the gall to, like, think that he can take everyone on like that. <laughs> but I but guess like his cover it. yeah I respect it uh, his cover I think he just knew that he had no way out of it but yeah man that shit right. was that shit was dope as fuck
1: sorry I'm trying to like I, I again I do not know like anything about the series so what they do is like they take like f- like the, the battle footage from like like Japanese shows and like like retrofit it with like a different story right? yes like, mm-hmm. yeah so did they They did that for this season, too, right? Yes. Presumably? Yes. Okay. It seemed very seamless this season.
0: From what what these two episodes look like, I'm like, wow, you know, the the quality of footage is very comparable. Because in the previous seasons, you, you could tell if you, like, gave it some thought. But, like, this season, it seemed to have blended really nicely. And that goes good because they upped the camera quality this season, too. Like the the stuff where you have the people walking around the spaceship and stuff, like that's that looks way better this season than previous seasons. Some very good cinematography.
1: Yeah, I, I could suspend my disbelief to be like, oh, that those these are the same people for
2: sure. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I I, I agree about just the quality being really high all throughout. Uh, but we'll get more into that later. Um, I will say it's very exciting. This is a very different intro. Uh, than we've had so far and to have a ranger sort of reveal themselves in this way first of all it's totally unique we haven't seen anything like this in an intro and also to have a, a ranger immediately have these fantastic gadgets is kind of neat and different because a lot of times so far the power ranger show has insisted on sort of dribbling out gadgets like oh yeah we're gonna be so excited mm. for every fucking gadget uh, <laughs> like and making a huge deal out of it every right Ex- yes shark cycles okay. i'm looking at you <laughs> and like i i appreciated that they just they just kicked this off with like the red ranger has some cool shit fuck yeah
0: yeah the cool thing about this too is that this is right off a season where the power rangers took a massive l right like the only reason why they even landed, they even went to space is because Diva Talks was like literally going to destroy the Earth. And then the Dark Spectre came down and was like, listen, you got to come here now. And then she was like, what? No, I'm about to destroy the Earth and rule over it. And I, I'm not going to go. And they're like, so you wish to tell Dark Spectre No. And she's like, uh, uh, no, I'm going. <laughs> and then she bows. And then, and then the 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 other Rangers, the Turbo Rangers, who I've already pretty much been defeated, lost all their powers, lost all their gadgets. Alpha Six is like in shambles. Well, do we just sit here and do nothing, or do we take the nearby shuttle launch and get out of here and like hijack that? right
1: so i so i had no idea like what what the the robot's deal was like because in the beginning like it's not like it's talking weird and i'm like so did they just like like steal an alien robot or like is this like an alien like wearing armor or something and then they fixed it and it's like oh this is like their little friend robot okay
0: i thought i got too high if i'm being honest with you like the first time (laughs) around i was like wait what (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the first the first line, I'm just like I'm just watching this
2: late at night, and I'm like, did I that? Get- miss that? <laughs> and then the second alpha line, I'm like, no. Yeah, what?
0: that's exactly <laughs> what is going through my head. <laughs> and
1: especially because right, there were like parts where it was like, yeah, it almost sounds like it's saying something.
2: Yeah. Um, so just to kind of tie together, because we're kind of blaming it already. Like basically, the the Rangers, like we mentioned, they they left off in Turbo. They took the L. They went to space. They're on their shuttle. Uh, Alpha-6 is having some kind of voice malfunction. He's just, like, mostly unintelligible. And then All right. um, the shuttle appears to be on a, like, collision course with another ship. And they're like, oh, fuck. And that ship literally, like, beams them in with, like, a tractor beam. And they're like, double, oh, fuck. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, like, because they don't know what the hell's going on. Like, this is this is a completely unexpected twist for them. They're still just trying to figure their shit out. And I mean, like, the Rangers are literally wearing, like, tattered clothing. They're dirty. Like, they are, like, like, they barely escaped with their lives from Earth. And they're trying to figure out what the fuck to do. And now they're being sucked up into a mysterious spaceship. And also, Alpha is of no help. Who would normally be their, like, Alpha, who would normally be their, like, guide... To like space and alien shit is like like as a computer in the screen yeah, or something. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: which is actually a, a this twist of Alpha's voice thing is great for two reasons. One of them is more of a behind-the-scenes, they gave Alpha a really stupid voice for turbo, and it was good to just give back the fans what they wanted. But also, <laughs> two, this actually serves as a great plot device because again, normally in these situations, they turn to Alpha and they say, Alpha, there's aliens here. What do we do? Anytime there's aliens. And Alpha's like, oh, right. these are the aliens from the planet Zorbazon. I know all about them, you know, and like, you know, helps them figure it out. But instead, they're just like, we're on this spaceship. Alpha's useless. What the fuck is happening? And it's like, it's it's good. It's tense. And the camera work, like Grazman mentioning, is really good as they kind of wander this spaceship looking for any sign of a person or any information that might help them understand Whose spaceship this is, or how they got drawn? I, into I know
0: it. we're saucing it up. I know we're saucing it up partly because we're sauced ourselves, but I got <laughs> to, I gotta say, dude, this drug on a little bit too long, dude. It did. You, I have a couple. You could, uh, you could have yeah. cut, you could have cut some of these seeds up. Also, did did we get an intro? Did we get the intro in the first episode, or was that the second episode that we got the intro to in space? Um, I think we just got a title screen.
2: Oh. Yeah, we just
1: no, got I a think, title I think it was. Theme. I know. I think both
2: of them had. Maybe I don't know. Who cares? It was a partial. It was a partial <laughs> intro for the first one. I'm pretty sure. And okay. Then it was like. Yeah, I think. Intro. I think it was
0: just the title. It's because they change the intro every season. It's not like Family Guy, so we kind of like be like, "Oh, what do you think about the intro?" Yeah. That's why.
1: Nah, for sure. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, that's cool because it's like a different show every time or whatever.
0: Exactly. Yeah. 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 It'd be great if Family Guy did that, huh? Uh,
1: <laughs> besides all the the minor animation changes that are a lot harder to review. Right. Um, <laughs> do we, do we, so I, I don't know what your um what you what your process on the show is. Do, do you ever go into like discuss the fact that like no one can act on it? Or like how do we how do it's we it's kind of implied.
0: Like, it's kind of implied that <laughs> okay. d- Because you got to understand, right, like the Power Rangers, like these actors that they get, they're literally like fresh out of college and they auditioned and got the job.
1: That's the thing where like I was watching it and I'm like, well, I'm sure like this is fun for kids to watch. But like me watching it now, it's like, oh, I've like I took like an acting class in college and like most of the people in that were better than these kids. Um, Or you
0: were the son of an executive who wanted a kid on the show. But I digress.
1: (laughs) That makes sense.
2: Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's a kids' show, and also, especially these early seasons were produced in a time where the standards for Um, these things were just exceptionally low. Right, yeah. (laughs) But that said, I will say, there are moments where the acting does shine in spite of that. Yeah. In spite of, though. Okay. Very much in spite of.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think, like, baseline Power Rangers
0: acting is very mediocre, but if it's not terrible, I'm not yeah. gonna knock it. You know what I'm saying?
1: Okay. I mean, it, it's not great.
0: Um, yeah. By no means. <laughs> I did the,
1: the Blue Ranger, or the the guy who becomes the Blue Ranger. He was fine, <laughs> comparatively. Um, TJ, other than that, yeah. TJ, um, really
0: TJ Like T J. Like carried the last season. Like if yeah. it wasn't for T J. Okay. and Diva Talks, that that season, I I would be like, this is the the biggest bullshit in the entire. <laughs> Face okay. of the Earth of produced yeah, content.
1: I'm... <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. That I'm on uh, the same page with everyone there. TJ, he's like,
2: um, he's a he, he is a pretty competent actor. The guy who's not, playing that he's character, the
1: best of the bunch. and um, like, and like, he, I
2: yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna necessarily like nominate him for an Oscar or something, but sure. Uh, but he, but he did. He definitely carried Turbo, and he does a really good job. But he does that here too, of just really portraying, like, a realistic do-gooder that is, like, a like a fairly pure moral character but never feels, like, just stupid. Like, there's just... A, he, he has a very compelling portrayal in that regard.
0: Yeah, and he kind of gets, like, almost the Red Ranger treatment despite turning blue. I know we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but, like, he actually does... For a season where it's... The first episode is always Red Ranger focused, right? It's like assembling the new team. Okay, this is your leader character. Yeah. 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 So, like, he gets quite a bit of, like, voice lines, and he is the driver of change, right? Like, without TJ's direction, the team kind of doesn't know what to do. And because you kind of get two Red Rangers, essentially, on one team, they're, like, actually, like, giving... What becomes the Blue Ranger, like a bunch of voice lines and screen time, which not to say that the Blue Ranger didn't get that at previous seasons, but just not this much and not this much in the first episode.
2: (laughs) And it's cool because it kind of harkens back to like the Tommy Jason dynamic um, in like a really positive way where it's like you have these kind of two co-leaders that are both very competent. And you get that sense of this already in this first episode just a little bit. So they're wandering around the ship, and then finally... And, and again, I, I do agree this goes on. This one of my I have a few critiques of, of this opening, and one of them is that this part does go on a little too long. I like the concept, but could have been cut down. And they finally... The Red Ranger comes back. First, he has a little space battle. We should talk about that for just I a second. I did too. not
0: know that that hover <laughs> bike would grant him space shield. So the point where he can just travel around the universe on this board silver surfer Ranger oh, I, just need spaceship. Uh, I guess
2: the transport. Uh, can do ship. That stuff yeah transport. I think the yeah. spaceships for all of the oh, equipment okay. and stuff you know yeah that's his uh, home base uh, you can't you can't sleep on your space surfboard
1: you, could. you can lie down yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah he still needs nutrients uh, at least it turns out to be right uh, because, like, they do play right. up the fact that uh, they don't know if the Red Ranger is human or not. And there has been aliens on the show before who have been rangers. Uh, so, you know, it's actually, oh, okay. like, yeah. a neat dynamic. Yeah, so the yeah. Uh, alien, yeah, there was the Mighty it, Morphin it alien rangers, like yeah. Stuff,
1: right? It was all, like, Spock stuff, right? Like, like just guys with, like, a weird elf, you know, fake elf here or whatever.
2: Mostly. Mostly, so but a, like they're big-brained.
1: Like, cool, that is cool. I I like it when like I don't know these shows actually put some like prosthetic effort into like doing alien stuff.
2: Yeah, you know, like Alien Rangers, I bet. Too bad. Um, but anyway,
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's a loaded. That's a loaded <laughs> statement, Kennedy.
2: <laughs> I know. Um, so yeah, so we're not sure. Is the Red Ranger an alien? Maybe. And and he's refusing to reveal himself. And, like, when the first... When he first shows up on the ship and he realizes that the four Power Rangers from Earth are there, he's, like, freaking out, understandably. Like, oh, shit, what are these people doing here? He's, like, trying to lock them into rooms, but they're Power Rangers, so they're, like, tumbling under doors and shit. You know? And, like, like it's, like, a whole, like, chase scene. And it's pretty good. I thought in a lot of ways, although, again, it runs a tad long, like, it's a pretty good, like, it feels realistic and also like
0: the it's way so the, it's so 90s it's so 90s like yeah. the, the way the aesthetics of the ship the way they walk around it it's so intriguing to watch because you feel just as intrigued as they are about like what the ship is right but this is like my second grievance with the with this uh intro is the ship is what got their shuttle to come in why would the red ranger think that he just has an unannounced guess you know what i'm saying like that that type of stuff right. doesn't make sense to me
1: Did it or something like without telling him
0: yeah the computer has, like, did uh, it without whole, telling him
1: like, mm-hmm. yeah hell yeah and going this on is with one with of
2: spaceship. those instances where the power rangers sometimes lets you infer things that it should just tell you because the clear implication is that Decca, the ship's computer pulled them in, and Decca encourages the Red Ranger to work with these Rangers later on, so it's like that kind of like builds on the like idea that this is probably the case there's also some other things that build evidence for this however, they never just say it like, just say right. it just, yeah. just just have the computer say, actually Red Ranger, I captured these Rangers shuttle because I could sense that you guys needed each other or something, put just it out there because
1: you don't have to lip live- sure it's like all adr like it's literally the easiest way you can insert
2: a line <laughs> yes exactly it's just a computer talking
0: i think they have a couple of red herrings in here too if i'm being honest with you because the 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 food in the microwave or whatever they're like oh it's still warm or whatever there's food in there that shit don't look like you like food that we eat here on earth <laughs> right like that looked like pink right. mush i was like man what what type of fish is this guy eating Uh, and then, uh, you get treated to that moment where they're in the command room together. He's still in his, uh, he's still in his outfit. Uh, the aliens are chasing after him and the aliens are firing at the ship and he's trying to figure out what to do and stuff. The light hits the helmet in such a way that you could see through the top black plastic and it looks like there's a computer at the top. Hmm. So I thought that that was neat. I did not notice that. Yeah. 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 Cause it was a really interesting shot because it was just him in the foreground and, like, you just saw the light shining on him. And I'm like, man, that that helmet's really cool. And then you look through it, and you're like, oh, shit. Like, it looks like there's, like, a motherboard right at the top of his helmet.
1: Be <laughs> cool. Like a, like a Cortana-type thing in Power Rangers. I bet that would be cool.
0: Ah, yeah. It would be cool if uh <laughs> Kamen Rider Zero-One was made in
1: 1998.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's uh, there's this 2019 COVID writer where it explores, like, AI reaching singularity. It's a really good show, oh. and it serves as a warning sign. And uh, it they, like, boosted the production so everything looks like really, like, anime, Japanese culture celebration and stuff on top of, like, just really, really cool visual effects and stuff. Um, but yeah, like that—that that was the whole thing. So I was like, "Oh, that would be that would be an interesting plot point, Kennedy, huh? <laughs> if like yeah. if like the space red was like a like a cyborg or something that reached singularity,
2: right? Yeah. I, I I would love that.
0: Yeah, um, um
2: but anyway, I don't think they um, do that. No, but anyway, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> astronomer's think ship fires on the astro mega ship while the Rangers are trying to like work it out um and so like now the rangers have not resolved like if they're on the same side or not and the ship is crashing however like during the crash sequence like they're about to like crash crash and tj and alpha in particular but everybody like all of the the earth rangers kind of pitch in a hand and like help to like solve an engineering problem by plugging back in an unplugged cable it's like hanging hanging from the ceiling in the engine room uh the red ranger notices them doing this which is like the beginning of the red ranger being like wait maybe these people really are who they say they are and can be trusted because the earth rangers keep trying to tell this guy and one thing i really love this is actually one of my favorite things from part one is when the earth rangers see the red ranger and then he takes off they look at each other and they go that was a power ranger all too often on these shows motherfuckers will be like oh, I wonder what that was. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. they'll, they'll be like, I what, huh? Who, <laughs> But these guys are like, no, we've seen rangers from other planets. We know how this works. That guy's a power ranger.
1: Oh us, <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: um, and I, I actually, that was one of my favorite things for part one. I love that they just instantly looked at him and they're like, that guy's a Power Ranger. That was so wonderful. And then, so from that point, they're just trying to convince him, hey, listen, we're also Power Rangers. We're from Earth. We don't have powers right now. It's a complicated story. I know it doesn't seem like we're Power Rangers because we don't have powers, but listen, you have to trust us. <laughs> and so after... Um, little engineering thing happens and like the, the ship doesn't like crash in like a way that just kills all of them. The ship does still crash. Ha- it it's, ha- has to make a, a, a slightly rough landing. And um, immediately the ship is beset by the new minion of, in space, the Quantrons. The yeah, Earth Rangers... Like the yeah, and the Earth Rangers decide they have to go out to help. Oh, how did y'all feel about the Quantrons? They just looked like normal
1: alien guys, I guess. <laughs> attention to them.
0: Yeah, no, you're good. Uh, I got to say, kind of like, kind of sort of feel the same way. I think that the the Quantrons in this one look just a little bit different to like the Piranatrons, for example. It just mm-hmm. seems like if Lord Zed was like, give me the Piranatrons. I'll make them, I'll make them stronger. And you, you gave me that design. I'd be like, yeah, yeah I expected that.
2: All of the bad guys in Power Rangers like like a different. They're not all Trons, but the la- but the last season we did have the Piranatrons before this. Before that, though, it was the Cogs, and before that, it was the Tangas. Uh, Tangas, and then and, the Putties. Yeah. So it's it's been different things, but this this does seem there seems to be a slight implication that the Piranatrons and the Quantrons might share some sort of lineage slightly. Like they're th- these people are from the same like group of bad people
0: you know they and look like that more very evil obvious. if i have to give it more props mostly because like they actually have like blades on them right it's yeah. not just gonna be like that stupid like ah, i'm gonna push you i'm like no 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 actually actually uh we're gonna just like kill you <laughs> you know like they have giant ass swords
2: yeah i didn't think the quantrons were accepted exceptional per se but i did think a few things about them stood out it's One an thing upgrade was, from turbo yeah it's definitely okay. an upgrade from turbo it's definitely an upgrade from um zeo also the cogs were not that great they they, they were kind of cool okay. at first when they first showed up but they ended up being kind of disappointing this is a much cooler evil robot by comparison the the quantrons they i like that creepy noise they make all the time first of all that was something i liked about them like it's like it's less goofy than like a lot of like a lot of the minions like the putties made this like boopity 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 boop, kind of noises while they're attacking like it's hard to take that seriously you know but the quantrons just make this weird machine sound the whole time and i like that a lot um they also i i thought the fact that like you kind of were pointing out already grabbed the fact that like the quantrons are carrying blades is this interesting like the stakes of these minions feel higher They feel more dangerous without the show even having to explain it. Like normally the show kind of makes a point of like, ah, my Quantrons are the best minions you've fought yet, Power Rangers, because blank, blank, blank. And it's like, like, just because these dudes showed up with swords, it's like, no, you don't even need to say anything else. (laughs) Like...
0: Right? It adds to the overall aesthetics of this season because I was watching this and I was messaging Kennedy and I was just like, yo, like, I'd rather watch this than anything Star Trek has to offer. Because, <laughs> like, I get those, like, adult sci-fi, like, 90s sci-fi vibes straight from hmm. this show. And I think the added, like, more mature aesthetics of it between, like, the way they they explore the spaceship the, the tension that's in the air you feel constantly throughout episode one. And then now you have the Quantrons who are like, it's uh, just a vast upgrade amongst the, the base level putties just because they look like they're designed to kill, right?
2: Well, and it feels like, you know, like they they sort of waffled from the beginning. You know, they had this unexpected success with season one of Power Rangers. Then they're trying to figure out how to recapture the magic they're not sure if they need to be more or less kidsy to make it work right right they end up erring way too far on the side of kidsy with turbo and giving us like the ultimate kidsy season of power rangers and it's awful and not even the kids like it because i i remember watching power Rangers as a kid they feel like they're being condescended to yeah. yeah well it's also like it's as a kid the fun thing about watching the power rangers was a power fantasy You know, and the the power fantasy doesn't feel as good when it's like stupid and kidsy. The power fantasy feels a lot cool when it feels like this is an action movie that I get to watch as a kid, which was like the best feeling that Power Rangers could give, basically. And in space, it really feels like they decided since like appealing to like the absolute most kid-friendly version of the show didn't work out. They're swinging the pendulum back hard the other way and oh my god! Thank goodness.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 just like it's too interesting to put down, right? It's like as because then we hop <laughs> right into from out of nowhere part two, where the yeah. rangers are seemingly having to defend themselves with no powers and just space red on their side.
2: And and the red ranger is kind of like confused still because he's kind of blown away that these rangers. With no powers, these humans with no powers who don't know him are like coming out to help him fight the Quantrons, just putting their lives on the line to help defend the ship, even though like they don't really necessarily have to or have any attachment to him yet. And so, like, you know, mm-hmm. they, like they're, they're trying really hard to prove themselves. And it, and it is getting, it is obviously getting through to him some, even though he is obviously a sort of loner and somewhat withdrawn character, you can just tell already at this point that like you know he is not one to make new friends quickly and so after they defeat the quantrons the red ranger finally demorphs out of the suit and reveals that in fact he is human and this He's is just a guy with weird hair yeah he just has really weird hair um i kind of like it yeah uh- <laughs> i
0: can see why kennedy uh- <laughs> <laughs> he looks
2: like,
1: he looks like- he he looks like like Legolas got mixed with Hansen or something.
0: Yes, like you <laughs> know the kids is-
1: from Hanson. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant
0: Chris Hansen.
1: <laughs> no, no
2: Hanson the nineties.
0: Yeah, he, like, he
1: looks like like Legolas got really into finding pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean he's still, yeah, he's got like weird like long
2: two tone hair. Backstreet uh,
0: Boys, hit. Backstreet Boys, Legolas. For <laughs> Um, his
2: yeah, his name is Andros, and it turns out that. Human and, that, and that <laughs> from Star there, Fox. <laughs> there are humans. Oh. I know, right? <laughs> uh, uh very obvious reference. And that there are humans living on other like planets or space colonies, which is a total Is that
1: like something that
2: oh. this is this is not something we knew before. Nope. And the Rangers <laughs> didn't know. They, they, they're obviously surprised too to learn that. Because he says, he's like, what, do you think humans only lived on Earth? And they're kind of like,
1: yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> also, like, he doesn't talk about KO35, the place he's from very much, but he doesn't seem to want to go back there for any reason. That's all we know right
0: now. He's being very secretive. If in space. <laughs> yeah. Um, if
1: I lived in space, I probably would, would want to leave. <laughs>
0: There's a scene where Ashley kind of inspects him in like a very anime way and quite like JoJo's bizarre adventure esque way. And yes. And, and like he obviously passes the test that he is a human. And then they proceed to like dunk on Ashley for being super serious about it.
2: <laughs> it's a pretty funny scene. It's pretty good. Made me laugh anyway.
0: I wonder if that was, like, improv Like, they were like, let's actually mock the, the script and acting of this show for a second.
1: <laughs> Funny. I, I, think, I think I didn't enjoy the show a lot more if I knew that, like, the actors thought it was bad, too. Um,
2: <laughs> so the Rangers yeah. kind of tried to befriend Andros a little bit, but he's pretty cold and makes it clear that, like, he works alone. And that they don't know anything about space. And, you know, they can't help him. It becomes clear that, like, Andros is going to, like, get their shuttle repaired, get his ship repaired, and then they're going to go their separate ways from here is, like, what his intention is. And in spite of the Rangers' best efforts, they can't really sway
0: him from that. I don't know, Um, dude. What best efforts here? It just seemed like the space red just said, nah, dude, come on, stop and they were like okay fine i guess we're going to go back home we really we really don't know shit about space whoops my bad yeah, yeah we're in a way over our heads <laughs> all right bye that's
2: fair yeah <laughs> <laughs> andros does repair alpha's voice but it goes back to the pre turbo voice and he kind of makes this comment like oh i can't restore the exact voice you had before And Alpha's like, It's like, we get it, shut up. Like, Like, you could have just given them a different voice. We get it. Everyone hated Alpha's voice in Turbo. Yes, thank you. you. Okay. Yeah. Like, we're glad that you put it back. Yeah,
0: I mean, the voice (laughs) is directly tied to the personality, right? And now they just seemingly got an impressionist of the original Alpha voice because it doesn't seem like that they rehired the same actor to do the voice. No. I will say uh, props. I, I was hoping that we wouldn't get Northeastern Italian uh, Alpha with all the sass included.
2: Oh, no. Not that again. Yeah, honestly, if again, we had another season
0: of that, I don't know if I, I, I would have legitimately like taken points off of In Space for that.
2: Okay. I will say in terms of Alpha moments, I forgot to mention this before, but when Alpha s- says but like is too scrambled up to say correctly, good luck, Rangers, when they go out to fight the Quantrons, I wanted to shed a tear most touching moment of power
0: rangers <laughs> it was a very interesting moment that's for sure
2: <laughs> the rangers are left with their shuttle on the like weird rocky moon planet that like they crashed on um Anders is like i fixed your shuttle i fueled it up there's some supplies in there good luck and the rangers are like yeah that's fair good luck to you oh, too. that's nice so you can um the rangers are like Starting to like board the shuttle, but then they're like, wait, where's Alpha? Wasn't Alpha with us? And they look around. Oh no, we fucked up. We forgot Alpha. And then while they're trying to do that, the Quantrons attack them. In the meantime, Red Ranger takes off. And where is Alpha? You guess on the ship. Sto away. (laughs) And Alpha. It's like you have like a computer in your brain.
1: You couldn't like figure out how to get onto a space, whatever like getting in a car. I can, like, like, babies can do that. Who gives a shit? Your, your um, computer. Like, I don't know. Seems very silly to me that a robot wouldn't know how to get onto a spaceship.
2: But they, I mean, he stayed there intentionally. Yeah. Oh,
1: I thought it was an accident.
2: No. I I, that. Alpha and Decca then both, it's like Alpha and the ship's computer are both trying to convince Andrus to turn the fucking ship around, nerd.
1: Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, thought was, I thought that was more <laughs> if, Like Alpha got stuck on the ship, and he's like, "Yeah, but I'm also like, I don't know, I'm like the voice
2: of, or I'm like the conscience of the the Power Rangers or whatever." No, Alpha, one hundred percent. This is very much just within Alpha's character and Alpha's way of doing things. Okay. For for him to just be like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that like these things come together. Like that's Alpha's job basically is to orchestrate things coming together such that the day can be saved.
1: Okay, I see.
0: Yeah, we we got to admit, right? Space Red is bottom right on the compass. <laughs>
2: he gives off some libertarian vibes
0: (laughs) like very much like selfish yeah yeah like Uh, he's
2: a he's a he's a a, a, relationships of power you know what do what do immigrants bring to our country kind (laughs) of you know (laughs) (laughs) Um, um (laughs) kind of vibe yeah
0: space red is not an endearing character like outside of the badassery that he pulls off at the beginning like up to this point in episode two he acts just like a complete asshole he's like all right here be gone jesus get out of my face
1: (laughs) yeah every everything that was filmed in america is like fuck you (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah yeah like, like you sure, say maybe yeah. the rangers yeah. could have done a better job of convincing him but also he's very cold and does not even give them a he's, chance to yeah. like explain themselves or anything yeah
0: this is like the equivalent of like homeless people asking for like a place to stay and him just saying here's 20 dollars. now fuck off <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the vibe yeah like um, yeah, yeah. astronomer is
2: attacking the former rangers and she basically gets, captures them. She's like, where did Space Red go? What is he up to? What is Andros doing? And they're like, we're not going to tell you shit, lady. No snitches." <laughs> Which, you know, just total respect to these Earth Rangers at this moment.
0: I don't for think just the Rangers have ever snitched, if I'm being honest with you. I think, like, snitch. Yeah, like they they me, hated yeah, they hated when Lara go, go snitched, right? They were like, mm-hmm. Larago, go, why the fuck are you snitching, dog? And Larry was like, mm-hmm. Yo, they have my wife and my kid. I had to and, snitch. And they're, and like, they're nah, like, No, that's not how it works. You don't fucking snitch. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, this is like keeping up with the Power Rangers moral code. Yeah. Um, and it it
2: really, like, it's a good dramatic moment. And it's also, like, you know, it just really speaks to the moral character of these four. And, like, they've been Power Rangers for a little while. They've lived this life. They believe what they're doing, you know? And, like, they, they're willing to put their lives down for it. And, and an astronomer says, all right, to one of her lieutenants, all right, destroy them," And starts to Dude, walk off. But yeah. then the Astro Megaship comes back. I- Andros has seen that the Rangers are under attack by astronomer, realized what kind of people they must be, and has given in, in spite of all of his reservations, his trust issues, his deep-seated traumas, and, yeah. and he comes back. And what does he do, too? Like, I, I do appreciate this. When he has the change of heart, he has it all the way. He comes running out of the ship with morphers. Here you go, motherfuckers!
0: Yeah, <laughs> you, gotta, you, gotta, boy. you gotta love that. Three, three, five. <laughs> In space. Not
2: why those are the numbers, but fuck it.
0: I think I had this. I think I had this morpher, dude. Like, I want to say, so like... Oh, you
2: had to get the morpher that fucking you pressed the buttons and it talked.
0: So here's the story. I think (laughs) I went... So I know I had some wrist gadget, right? And I believe it was this one because I looked at the Lost Galaxy one. and I was like, I don't think I would have liked the Lost Galaxy one when I was a kid. So I think I had this. And the story is I went to Disneyland with it. And I was taking a picture with uh, Donald Duck. And Donald Duck was telling me that he likes my my gadget on my wrist. And he was, like, playing with Aww. it. And my gra- and uh, they took a picture of me interacting with Donald Duck like that. So, yeah, big fucking fan uh, of this morpher. Big fan of the suits. Big fan of TJ's blue. Let's fucking go. My only problem with this whole, like, morpher thing is I don't like the morphing sequence that much. It's, it's better okay. than turbo it's hard to complain
2: after turbo's morphing sequence i don't know it's quite you're the you're the neutral voice here what did you think of the morphing
1: oh uh i i mean i don't really have a point of reference i thought it was like fine as far as you know uh, uh whatever like the, the kind of magical girl transformation sequences type stuff go i don't think it was like anything special but like if if i i wouldn't like, I, when I was watching it, I did not catalog it as, like, oh, this sucks in my head. So I'm I'm putting my stamp on it. It was fine.
0: Yeah, I get that impression, yeah. too. And this is from, like, a veteran Power Rangers watcher. It, it's it's fine. Right. Uh, it's I'm fine. eager. Yes, I think had they, like, yeah. dude, like I said before, I love it. I yeah. love it when they're saying shit out loud. I love it when they're saying shit out loud. I'm, like, the minute you start yelling moves and shit or whatever... That's what it's pog. Yeah. And like I like the 335 and the you know whatever, but uh the whole like CGI morphing complete uh Terminator 2 but with a blue filter. Right? Like that type of stuff, not too big of a fan of that stuff, but it's just like I said, it's it's okay. Uh but I think this is also kind of tangentially related to the intro because at this point in episode 2 we've seen the intro to the show. Great intro. I like it. But short like i really short
2: yeah i i do love and this is obviously the the aspect of using the sentai footage that like the minute that they all transform and they're all morphed together for the first time they all just instantly start posing together even though they've just met i actually love that
0: (laughs) real recognized real man
2: It's like they know the secret handshake and the secret handshake is Ginyu posing. Um, <laughs> so with the with the might of all five rangers now working together, they're able to beat Astronema for the moment, get her to take off. And they turn, it to, um, they turn to like a big, like uh, like the robot guy,
1: Zord, right? That's what they call him.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. The Megazord. The,
1: yeah, like the Mecha. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we don't this actually cool. know. We actually don't know like how these zords work in cuz this is this is different from everything we know. Normally all of them get individual zords, right? In this one it's they're using the space shuttle combined with the main ship to transform yeah, like, into like a mecha. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just it's piloted like, by all of them.
1: It is interesting i didn't expect for them to end it with like a like a mecha thing i, I will say that was the most toy commercial ass transformation sequence i've ever seen on tv
0: <laughs> oh yeah uh, for That's sure <laughs> they purposefully do that they purposefully do that because no, I imagine, yeah because yeah, they you're like oh uh, you see the way it looks in the show it looks exactly no, the same way in the toy, toy. <laughs> yeah. Literally, yeah yeah
1: no i mean it's it it is definitely like part of that i mean it's after the wave of show like in the whole uh like the the deregulation uh of you know the reagan administration like in the wake of that where it's like oh every kid's show was just like a toy commercial for 20 years um
2: and it's definitely in that mold yeah one neat thing here is that um alpha is the one who like comes forward this just adds to like alpha is like kind of just trying to orchestrate and like put everything together here you know um, Alpha comes is the one who comes forward and says, hey, we can combine these two spaceships into a Megazord. Everyone's like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> um, um, this is a Alpha's, space shuttle but, designed
0: by NASA, Alpha. Like, stop.
2: But then Alpha says, this is interesting, and I'm looking forward to, I really hope that this is a plot point that they do like follow up on. Alpha says, this is all part of Zordon's master plan, y'all. This is, this, oh, Zordon shit. fucking planned this shit, you
0: dumb motherfuckers.
2: <laughs> Alpha, Alpha 5
0: was playing Drake in the background. <laughs> um,
2: and that's, that's an interesting, that's, that to me is a very interesting revelation that has implications. And it does seem like Andros is very concerned about Zordon. Like, Andros already knows to be concerned about Zordon. So, clearly, Andros has some other relationship to Zordon. Does, does Zordon have two sets of Power Rangers and he hasn't been telling the two sets? Maybe we'll find... I don't know.
0: Yeah, um. because this power <laughs> existed at the same time as the turbo power. Or at least it's... Right? Because there's no way a mm-hmm. beginner Space Red can, like, pull off those moves. No fucking way. So, yeah. All of a makes sudden... And he it
2: clear that he's been operating... He says, like, I've been operating alone. a while like I handle shit I get shit like like he acts like you know he's been he's been doing this ranger shit for a few years already you know is like the vibe he gives off yeah there's
1: probably probably power rangers like on all the human planets or whatever makes sense to me
0: yeah that I think is really cool because it opens up the universe even more it expands the lore of the universe to be like wait the powers aren't just from zordon or ninja Or people that Zordon know. It could be from different areas. Uh, Yeah, there is a guy named Ninjor.
1: Give him ninja powers, (laughs) right?
0: He did. He did give them ninja ninja powers. Yes. Can we
2: can we finish this up? I gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) Things more or less end with just Andro showing them around the ship. Everybody introducing themselves, and just kind of everybody like just being like, "Yep, okay, we're a team," and that's basically it. After the Zord fight. The Zord is cool.
0: Yeah. The Zord fight's another Omae wa Shinderu like type fight where you, but, but it's a good one. It's a good one because you see the launch happen in space, right? Like him mm-hmm. charging towards the enemy yeah. with the sword out. You're like, Holy shit, they fucking did it, the mad lads. It's pretty awesome. Uh so yeah, I mean you get that nice sense of speed. Uh they it's it kind of serves as a tease because you don't know if there's more Zords involved in the future or whatever Mm -hmm. so yeah it, it, it sets up the rest of the season really well but before i get too deep into my critical analysis ty what did you think of the beginner arc to power rangers in space from out of nowhere
1: i am sure that it made some kids very very happy (laughs) <laughs> uh i was not a particular fan i thought the acting was bad i wasn't super impressed by any of like the the setting some of the action was cool like the the opening scene that i mean that was legitimately like there was some good fight choreography there but yeah i probably would not watch this uh if it were not for my friends on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure the kids happy though and you know what that's friend. that's all you can ask for
0: That's, that's, hey, that's fair. That's fair as anyone. You can't expect everyone to like Power Rangers when they come on the show. (laughs) I especially love getting, like, the new person perspective, right? Like, the person that never really experienced Power Rangers. It's always interesting to see what happens. Kennedy, what Mm -hmm. did you think? I enjoyed the heck out of it.
2: (laughs) Obviously, I'm very bought into just enjoying the Power Rangers at face value at this point. It was, like, the best intro since the first season, to me. I, I really it it just it just did a good job of setting things up. A lot of the intros have been kind of weak and sloppy and messy <laughs> and long and weird and n- nonsensical. And it was like with this one, they were just like, Here's two episodes. They make sense. You don't have to infer tons of information. I don't know. It was just it was a pretty coherent as far as the intros we've seen, this was very this was really well done. i I could definitely I feel hope. For this season of course i know because we have the privilege of being way in the future that this season did save the show so i know it's going to be relatively good but
1: you said you want to hear something fucked up yeah Yeah. go on this show came out a year before i was born yeah that's we're so far in the future that yeah that this show which was like already into the power rangers was like before i was in existence it's yeah
0: yeah yeah. Sorry. I totally
1: yeah. you for that. I just, it <laughs> no, just made me feel like that's so weird. Uh, yeah. This
0: was, this is what television was like at the time. And this was, yeah. this was their Hail Mary. Like, if this season didn't work, like, okay, that was the final send off. Bye bye. No more Power Rangers. And then everybody loved it. The kids loved it. The critics loved it. So, yeah. I mean, Kennedy, what, what is your rating out of 10? And I guess, uh, explaining it. I, I think I would have to give this an eight. This is this is
2: really strong. Like I say, it's the second best intro to any season of Power Rangers we've had so far. The only, only being second to the first season of the Power Rangers, which has an incredible intro to the show. But even, I mean, it's close. I don't even, honestly, I might have to watch the two side by side to even call it. Like, it's that close, you know? It's just a really, really strong opener. The only things that I can dock it for is that a few parts kind of drag on. A couple things don't really make sense. <laughs> like, in particular, the main thing just being like, Dekka should have just said to Space Red the second he got on the back on the ship, hey, you guys are Power Rangers and I brought them on the ship.
0: It's possible then, that Dekka could have been malevolent about it, though, because he treats Decca like shit. True. Huma Gears only treat you as well as you treat them. Kennedy, we did
2: learn that in oh, *Common uh, Writers*. <laughs> <real one>. uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, and and I just want to say, like, as somebody who enjoys a lot of like other sci-fi from that period, this does hold up pretty well. Like Grav's been saying to like the adult sci-fi of the pe- of the period. Obviously, it's a little lower budget. The acting's a little worse, etc. You don't get like Deep Space Nine level acting on the Power Rangers. Um, in general, but honestly, this is like almost as good as Voyager. It's at least as good as mediocre Voyager. Like, (laughs) I was impressed.
0: So I just want to say that as we started, and this is why I like talking about it before, like letting you know what my rating is ahead of time. Sometimes I was originally at like a six and then I was like, no, this is better than this is better than a ninja quest. This is better than, you know, All most of those, most all of them, actually. This is better than all the openings except Day of the Dumpster, in my opinion. I think Day of the Dumpster is still better. And the reason being is that I, I'm going to give this opening an eight, right? It does something a lot different than the rest of the Power Rangers openings. I have to dock it because I'm not too big of a fan of Astronomer. I think she was outclassed by literally everybody else who was in yeah, the room with her. And I, I was think,
1: watching that, and I'm like, oh man, I hope that the second lady is like the bad guy in this. And then will turn to her, and I'm like, all right,
0: yeah. And it, it should have yeah. been given to Diva Talks, honestly, or at least a collaborative effort because cool. Diva Talks like came out yeah, of Turbo it. with a W, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. in all honesty, she deserved it. Astronomer didn't, and had a beer, yep. I-
2: and and it it really feels like there's a missed opportunity in terms of like every other villain has more compellingly like given their reasons before now. And Astronema goes with more of the like, just she's just a mysterious villain for this the beginning of this season. I can kind of see why they did it, but I think it would have been better if we had gotten I um, wonder that moment behind the curtain that we get with like all the other villains when they're introduced, where it's like, okay, here's Astronema on her ship. Talking about what she wants, and like I think just one or two scenes of that would have made her into like an interesting character potentially. But instead, we get literally nothing. It's very disappointing.
0: Cut some of the footage of the spaceship venturing. Cut some of the footage of like space red taking forever to like give people morphers and stuff like that. Just do a little couple choppings here and there. Add in a Divatox episode one of Turbo. Esque speech in there somewhere and instantly the episode gets a lot better but yeah honestly it's an eight i watched this and i was like wow dude like this feels like a sci-fi show and like we're kind of led to believe that power rangers in and of itself is sci-fi by other means right in in accordance to american pop culture because they don't right. they use science fiction as a means to introduce powers here in america versus like in japan it's like mysticism mm-hmm. for some of the hmm. super Sentai series. That's yeah. It's, it's very interesting to see it. I like it, but honestly, I have to give it an 8. I wish I could... I wish this was just... Conceptually, this is like a 10. Like, that. just the execution just fumbles it a bit. But yeah. uh, I it's funny, right? Because I say, like, they drug on a couple of those scenes, but the intro itself, like, I even looked it up on YouTube just to verify. The video's 30 seconds long, but that includes like, the Saban outro and shit like that. So... Realistically, like the opening theme song to this is like 25 seconds, and Man, that is pretty short. Yeah, it's very yeah. short compared to like Mighty Morphin and the other ones. Like this is very short. I love it. I wish it was longer, it, but honestly, I'm I'm excited for the rest of the season. Ty, thank you so much for coming on board and yeah. enduring uh, yes. this opening arc, despite <laughs> the fact that you didn't like it or at least yeah, didn't like fun. Power Rangers.
1: It was just- <laughs> Fun change of pace, I'll say that. (laughs) It is yeah, night and day from from my normal watching experience. So and I was glad (laughs) to, you know, help people out. I love I love being involved in stuff. Thank you for having me on.
0: Of course, of course. Yeah. Anytime, though, I doubt you'll ever want to come on this podcast again. Maybe something <laughs> else we do. <laughs> um, we'll
1: see the, the dinosaur one, maybe. <laughs> um, did you already did the dinosaur one. I don't know when we comes. did,
0: but there's a bunch of dinosaur there's, there's seasons. A bunch of dinosaurs. Yeah. So no, <laughs> right, no worries. Fine. Yeah, we'll definitely, we'll definitely have you on for another dinosaur season. Uh, <laughs> but thank you so much, Ty. Is there anything you would love to plug?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, the my the only thing I'm working on right now is uh, my podcast, uh, those good old fashioned values uh, that I do with uh, my friends Spencer and Andy. Uh, we, every week we go through a season of family guy, you know, we analyze it, we review it. We talk about the experience of watching it. Uh, it's, it's a lot like all of the other podcasts that you see where, you know, it's about watching TV shows, but I think we do a good job. Uh, so check that out. My Twitter to Bobo underscore the underscore second. It's the only social life I have now. So, I mean, i I love meeting new people on it. Uh, other than that. Yeah, nothing really.
2: All right. Well, I followed you. (laughs)
1: Awesome. Okay, cool. I get a motor mouth, so I'm glad that I'm
2: intelligible. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Don't worry. No, yeah. Thank you so much. This was a great episode.
1: Yeah.
0: Thank you, Ty.
1: (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Catch you on the flip side.
0: Rangers, thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to rate our podcast five stars on iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to them. And as always, you can find Kennedy and I on Twitter. I am at Gravcast, and Kennedy is at Kennedy T. Cooper. Stay safe, Rangers, and may the power protect you.